listening to Brunch with me, Noreen Mir, on this Friday morning. Now, let's turn to our next topic and guest of today. In the next 15 minutes or so, we're talking about how to raise children with good values. And to talk about this topic, I'm delighted to be joined now by parenting coach Shalini Melwani, who is a certified instructor of the Gordon Parenting Parent Effectiveness Training Classes. Welcome on the program, Shalini, and thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Nice to be here, Noreen. It's great to see you. Now, first of all, uh, tell us a little bit more about yourself. How did you sort of uh, get into uh, this uh, area of uh, parenting coaching? Okay, well, I have three kids. They're all adults now. My eldest is 37. My youngest is 25. And when my 25-year-old was about uh, 11 years old, I finally, after all these years, threw myself into a parenting class called Parent Effectiveness Training. And I probably should have done it before, you know, my 37-year-old was born (laughs) because um, it it really changed our lives, I think. It made me definitely be a better parent, um, you know, treat my kids with more respect, understand that children are people too. They're not just kids. We have to treat them like people with respect and we have to really listen to them. And uh, somehow we kind of take advantage of the fact that there are kids and we want them to do exactly what they want. We want them to do without an explanation. So I think um, my older son and daughter would say that, yes, mom, you know, when you said sit, we sat and you said stand, we stood and we didn't ask you any questions. But, um, you know, I'm really glad I took this class because it's it really makes you open your eyes to the fact that you know, for me, for me, parenting is 80% connection and 20% guidance. And I say that because the more we connect with our kids, the easier it is to guide them towards the path that we think is healthiest for them. And so that's how I got into it. And I thought, you know, at that, at that point, I, w- I was running an event business and um, I learned so much. And I thought, you know, once my kids are all gone to college and settled, then I will start sharing this with um other parents. And so I've been doing it for about 10 years now. Um, I do teach the Parent Effective Training class, which is a series of eight classes. It's basically a 24-hour session um, over eight weeks. Um, And I also have moved into personal one-on-one parent coaching. Um, I do deal with a lot of parents mainstream and also parents with kids of ADHD and other learning differences. Um, and I also do a lot of like private workshops, things like, um, you know, how to set a growth mindset, focus on the positive instead of the negative goal setting. And my favorite is instilling values, because I think that, you know, it's your moral code. So how do you want to set these kids out into the world? What moral code do you want them to have? So that's why I focus in on values quite a lot in all the classes that I teach. Yeah, I love how introspective you are about, you know, looking back at the way you first parented and then the growth that you had and now you're able to... Well, that's how I was parented, right? So you kind of take on exactly what your parents did. And I was very, very young when I had my first child. So I thought, okay, well, this is the right way to do it. And of course, my mom and dad did a fantastic job. But of course, you feel like you want to change things and things change with time. So it's... it's, um, I think there is a lot of focus on, you know, parenting with respect now rather than 
um, just do what I say without an explanation. So. Yeah. yeah, I'm so glad you, you, you brought up that point because it's true. I think a lot of the times we we justify to ourselves the actions that we inflict on our kids. Yeah. Well, you know, my mom did that to me or, or you know, uh, yeah, well, they didn't give us an explanation. And it's so important that yeah. that nowadays and kids are smarter these days. They'll want They're answers. smarter. <laughs> They're also bolder. Exactly. (laughs) They won't take it. Um, So looking back at what are the key differences, would you say, the way that you were parented and then when you first parented children and then to what you've learned along the way, what are some of the key things that you've really picked up on? You mentioned respect is one. I think it's not that I wasn't respected and it's not that I didn't respect my kids. Um, It's just a matter of letting them know why you why you want them to do what you want them to do with an explanation. So my youngest one, really, the reason I threw myself into this class is because no meant nothing to him. So I had to figure out another way to, to get no. him to do what I wanted him to do or not to do what I didn't want him to do. So it was just a matter of, you know, why shouldn't they know why we are, we are, telling them to do what we want them to. Why Why should they eat the foods that we think they should eat when actually we could take them to the supermarket and they can choose their own food as long as we give them some boundaries, right? And there is some science behind that. There is definitely science behind, you know, if you take your kids and involve your kids, something like food, which is always like a big thing with, with young kids. Oh, they won't eat the broccoli and they won't eat this and they won't eat that. But really, if you take them to the supermarket and have them pick whatever they like from the colors of the rainbow, which is going to be healthy, and then come home and help you prepare it, more likely they will eat it. So um, though that's like a very good example of the changes that one can make in order in, instead of saying, no, you've got to eat it. Don't get up until you eat it. And um and it's always yeah. a battle. You're right. You know, to get them to eat some of their yeah, veggies. Yeah, you alleviate or... the battle. The relationship gets stronger. Your child also feels like you're respecting them by letting them choose as well, rather than imposing the choices. And again, that goes into values because um, I usually start off all my classes and workshops with with a question to the parents, which is. What kind of kids do you want to see when they're 18 years old? How do you want to send them out into this world? Because that's the age where they're going to go out, university, gap year, work, whatever, the travel the world, whatever they may do. And what kind of people do you want to send out into this world? So when you really think about it, the answers I get are always independent, compassionate, trustworthy, polite, family-oriented, you know, just a good friend, resilient. So how are we going to do that, right? How We can't just send them off at 18 and say, hey, by the way, these are all the things you need to do. This is a list of the person you need to be, right? We need to start instilling that from a very young age. And all of those adjectives are values. Yeah. So let's talk about some of these values. What sorts of values have you been focusing on then? So for me personally i think it's it's a matter of uh for me it's it, it's something i've taken on from my parents actually is close family relationships and when you are when you're young or when you're a teenager the most important thing to you is your friends right and your parents try and instill this family 
you know, the family is more important. Family is most important. And you don't realize that until you have kids of your own. And so I think that's one of the most important thing is family um, closeness and respect so that, you know, they want to be with us. They want to come home for Christmas because there are a lot of kids that don't want to come home for Christmas or for summer. Right. Um, and of course, you know, the sense of independence, how are we going to make them independent? Because when they're out in the world, they need to be independent. They need to solve their own problems. So in fact, in this parenting course that I teach parent effectiveness training, which is amazing, um, we focus in a lot on really listening to our kids and helping them to solve their own own problems. So we learn the skills to help them solve their own problems rather than solving for them, right? So that's why, again, going back to the food, we want them to have options. We want them to actually know what they like rather than not knowing because if we're going to tell them what to eat, what to wear, how to do their homework, you they know. They can't make their own decisions. They can't make their own decisions. And the worst thing, you know, you want to have, you also want to have emotionally regulated people. We know a lot of emotionally unregulated adults. Yes. And so how do we, how do we, you know, implement emotional regulation into our kids? Again, it's by listening to their emotions and, and acknowledging the fact that they might be anxious or scared or frustrated, whatever it may be, without judgment, right? So if we can listen to them without judgment. There is one value that I always like to bring up with, with all my parents, and that's the sense of healthy rebellion. And that always brings up a lot of questions. And for me, um, I think it's really important because I think kids need to know how to advocate for themselves. And so that's, for me, a really important value to send them off with. So, you know, we always, I mean, in parenting, I think the, the you know, we, we feel that we need to let our kids know that teachers and all figures of authority know what they're doing. And we need to listen to them, right? You need to listen to the policeman. You need to listen to your teachers. You need to listen to the doctors. You need to listen to the pilot and the bus driver and whoever else is your figure of authority, but really not all of the figures of authority actually mean well, right? So we want to teach our kids to have that little bit of sense of healthy rebellion. We don't want them to be rebellious, but we want them to be able to advocate and ask questions if they're not sure. And I really like that. And I really um, push the parents to instill that into their kids rather than focusing on the fact that, you know, these people are all good and we have to listen to everything they say. Let them question. And how do you do that then? How do we instill? Well, again, it's a matter of connection, right? The more connected we are to our kids, the easier it is to sit down at dinner and say things like, okay, this, this, this is something that I think is really important, you know, this is what we do. We ask questions. We want to learn to advocate for ourselves if we're not sure. Or if we want to instill the value of education from a young age, when if you have the you know value of sitting at the table with your kids, which is really important, or whatever it is, maybe in the car on a family trip, or maybe just sitting around the coffee table on the sofa, um, 
if you want to instill the value of education, start talking about it when they're really young, like three years old, five years old, 10 years old. It's really important to go to university and, and let them start a conversation. Why? Why is it so important to go to university? And then we can tell them why, right? Or from a young age, start teaching them about the fact that smoking is unhealthy, right? So you could show them a picture of a healthy lung and an unhealthy lung. Um, I've had parents come in and say that they, the most important value to them is their religion. And so we need to start instilling that from a very young age so the kids know, right? And so there's, you're never too young to start instilling these values. And then they grow up with it. And how do we connect with them is by really listening to them. So when they're young, if they are missing a blue Lego piece or a blue racing car, that's important to them. So we need to take that as important and really pay attention because if we pay attention to the blue Lego piece, then they'll be more likely to come to us when they're 16 and going to a party with alcohol and saying, hey, you know, mom, hey, dad, what do I do? There's going to be alcohol at the party. So, you know, there's a huge connection between really listening to your kids when you're I don't know if you've heard the phrase, you know, if your kids love spiders, learn to love spiders, <laughs> right? So when your kids are teenagers, they love rock, loud rock music. Listen to it. Ask them about it. Absolutely. You know, and that's, that's connection. Yeah. One key thing that I really picked up on is really listening to your children. And, you know, mm -hmm. that will really lay the, the, the grounds for better communication and, and a better, closer relationship. Now, part of it is is it's difficult to listen because as parents, um, they want to share their own experience. They want to offer their own advice. They want to fix the problem. So yeah. what sorts of tips or, or, or tricks do you have for parents to really be just listen to, to what the children have to tell you. Okay, so in my parent effectiveness training classes, this takes about six hours to um, go through, and it takes a lot of practice to learn the skill of active listening, right? There's active listening, there's also passive listening. So I think, you know, in a nutshell, I could say that... Um, you know, to really, to when, when, if we really want to listen to our kids without having taken a class or learning the skills of active listening and practicing, something we can start doing right away is set a time where your computer is away, your TV is off, your phone is away, out of sight, okay? And you find a time where you know that, you know, the kids are kind of you know, quiet, and you can find that time, and and you can start asking them about their day or talking to them about something. And if they see that you're all in, right, and you you're not distracted, they will start talking to you. Um, it's really funny. It's kind of like magic. A lot of parents say, "No, no, that's never going to happen." But the thing is to just find that, you know, that spark, that moment or that 20 minute window where you know the kids, like they've done their homework, they've finished, you know, uh, playing with their friends or you have really young kids, so they won't be on social media yet. Um, 
But uh, just that time, maybe before bed, you know, reading time. A lot of my parents say to me, um, the kids don't want to stop talking at bedtime. And then we don't have our downtime or, you know, I can't have dinner with my husband or I can't have dinner with my wife or whatever it may be. And then I say to them, well, can we make bedtime 15 minutes early? Okay. Let our kids know that we want to spend the quiet time with them. And so we're going to get in bed early, but they can talk for 15 minutes. And it works, you know? And so if they see that we're really listening to them, they will start talking to us. So it's really a matter of taking that time, eye-to-eye contact, not not having to take a phone call because in the middle of their sentence, you know, I think a lot of us don't think of that, that the kids get really distracted when we're, we have our phone around or a computer open and, and then they just don't want to talk. Exactly. You know? It's so important. I mean, we make time for our friends. We make time for our spouse. That's but, exactly. You know, yeah. it's, it's so important to make time for the little ones in our lives because right now, you know, you are the most important person to them. And, you know, sooner or later, they'll go off with their friends and they'll have less time for you. And then when you do want to connect at that time, it's it, it's a bit more difficult. So it's good to, exactly. as you mentioned, start so, early. So we call it um, depositing relationships currency into the, the relationship bank well, right and so we'll all these little have things to revisit this topic again uh shalini remind our listeners once again have you got a website are you on social media how can we follow your work so i do have a website it's www.parentingempowered.com um, it's a very simple website. I am not tech friendly, but all the information is on there. Um, and my my Instagram is Parenting Empowered One. Excellent. Well, I look forward to <laughs> having you back on next time, a topic for another day. Thank you so much to you, Shalini Melwani, uh, for joining us Thank for talking you. about uh, instilling good values in our children. Thank you so much.